Um, now, despite the strong performance of share prices over the past few months, uh, we're not expecting a particularly strong earnings performance from this segment um, in the first half of FY24. So on average, we're forecasting a 7% decline in net income on a year-on-year -year basis. And now that's reflective of a pretty subdued consumer environment still, um, and of course, some good old-fashioned operational missteps. Um, now, the best growth in percentage terms is expected to come from none other than step one, uh, which is uh, expected to continue to regain sales momentum um, and has been the best performing share in our little universe here, up 300% over the past 12 months. Uh, the biggest decline in profits from baby bunting down 30%. But of course, baby bunting pre-released its earnings um, last week. Um, so we kind of know what they're going to be. Now, they underperformed analyst expectations, uh, but there was enough suggestion of green shoots of recovery just to keep the share price steady. Now, another company in, in my universe that has already announced um, their profit is Super Retail Group. Um, Super Retail uh, lived up to its name with a very strong uh, performance in three of its four brands, excluding Rebel, um, and that caused us to upgrade our four-year forecast by 8%. So it is a mixed bag coming into reporting season. But we do think there's going to be some consistent themes um, among the discretionary retailers' results this week. So I think it's likely we'll hear a lot about just how challenging the market is, the environment is for, for discretionary companies. And it certainly was a very weak end to, to the year. The uh, retail sales numbers out yesterday showed a 2.7% decline uh, month on month, which is, which is pretty weak, um, worse than we expected. Um, and that's a sharp decline um, in trade, particularly in shopping centers where the footfall uh, declined by, by double digits for, for various reasons. Um, consumer sentiment remains in the doldrums as well, um, although it's not getting any worse. And if we do start to follow the lead of the US consumer, we might start to see that track up in the, in the months ahead. Another key theme is that the environment is highly promotional. We've heard this from everyone we speak to. Um, so consumers are really only transacting when they can find a good discount and a good deal. And that was especially apparent during Black Friday, uh, which went for longer and offered bigger uh, discounts on, on stock on uh, products than we've previously seen. Um, and that supported a reversion of the growth in online penetration, which did correct after COVID, but is now back steadily into growth. So coming to the stocks, who do we think is likely to deliver us a positive surprise um, over the course of February? Um, first on our list is JB Hi-Fi. Um, now, consumer demand for electronics was literally off the scale um, over Black Friday. It was by far the best performing um, sector in November. And um, we see JB Hi-Fi as a key beneficiary of this. And now JB Hi-Fi has about 30% share of the Australian uh, consumer electronics market. So um, they have the scale to buy better than their competitors, including um, the likes of Godfrey's, which uh, sadly yesterday went into administration. Uh, we think that will support JB Hi-Fi's gross margins in, in February. It is also the master of operational cost control. It has the best ratio of operational costs to revenue of any of the stocks that, that I cover. Um, and I expect it to have adjusted its, um, its cost base downwards to, to adjust to the, uh, to the more subdued sales environment. So while I think that earnings will be down materially year on year after a bumper PCP, uh, we think there's every chance that the market has underestimated the resilience of this business. Uh, we're 4% above consensus. Um, we see it as a positive surprise candidate, but we're not um, calling this uh, one to buy into results, um, largely because um, I do believe that the stock has run uh, pretty heavily into results, up about 20% over the last um, two months, um, perhaps in anticipation of what I think is going to be good news. 
and it's trading on 16 times forward PE, which is um, well above its historic averages. The second one is, uh, is a less well-known company, The Reject Shop. Now, this has been going about uh, its business rather quietly of turning the business around in recent months. It's improved its lease and uh, labor cost efficiencies um, as it continues to target a doubling of its EBIT margin um, over the medium term. Um, its new chief operating officers overhauled the merchandising um, range of, of TRS. Um, it's reinvigorated the kitchen, the home <coughs> decor, and garden products range of, of this business. And at the same time, they're seeing an influx of consumers coming into the store, seeking better value on consumer essentials, um, that they can get better, uh, they can get better prices here than in some, some of the supermarkets. Um, and as one consumer uh, recently commented on TikTok, uh, reject shop be slaying it lately. Um, and I'm told that's a good thing. So we expect the reject shop will report positive earnings growth. Um, in the first half of 24 and uh, declare its first interim dividend since 2019. Now, on the other side of the ledger, uh, we are nervous about Adairs and BRG Group. Now, Adairs said in its AGM in November that the traffic trends in all three of its brands uh, were exceptionally weak, both online and um, in-store. Now, Homewares is a very competitive space, uh, particularly in the current subdued consumer environment, and we're not convinced that Adairs is winning the battle. And at the same time, Adairs recently took over the running of its national distribution center in Victoria, taking it over from DHL, um, which couldn't make it work. And, and it's, uh, this is going to be the first result where we see if Adairs is able to better run a distribution center than one of the world's largest logistics companies. Um, forgive me for being a little skeptical. Um, Adairs uh, canceled its, uh, its dividend in August. And I do not think you can rule out the possibility of them doing that for the interim dividend as well, despite the fact they assured shareholders in August that they would be resuming payouts in February. In contrast to uh, BRG, the market does expect steady positive growth. Sorry, in contrast to Adairs, the market expects steady pro uh, profit growth out of BRG Group, which is the uh, company formerly known as Breville. Um, now, I think that's not necessarily a given. We've heard from a lot of multinational appliance companies um, that the demand for uh, kitchen appliances in particular has been pretty weak recently. Um, and I think looking at 7% forecast EBIT growth that the consensus uh, number has may be a challenge to achieve that. But what we're actually more worried about is uh, inventory. Um, it, BRG has pumped up its inventory recently. And I think if you don't see it come down the 12% the consensus is expecting into, uh, into February, um, then that is going to be uh, taken negatively by the market in terms of a read across for demand and destocking from their retailer customers. Um, so at 33 times PE, one year forward, there is no tolerance for that sort of misstep. So um, I'd be nervous about that at this price, given that it's had quite a run. Um, and then finally, I couldn't um, do a presentation like this without mentioning Levissa. So while it's not one of our key positive or negative surprises, um, because we're not really expecting anything particularly groundbreaking out of this result. Um, it will be of great interest to the market. The, the net additions over the course of the first half um, have been quiet. We're forecasting 58, which is um, very quiet by Levis's very lofty standards. That works out to be an expansion of only 7% of their footprint, uh, which is half the rate that they did 14% this time last year. Um, but to us, this is really just noise. Um, Levisa has just opened its first store in China, which is the picture um, that you can see behind me. Um, so they'll be on tenterhooks to find out just how well that's going and what their plans are for this market. It literally could hold hundreds of Levisa stores. 
Um, not today, not tomorrow, but in due course, it really could. So um, let's see them talk about that. And don't forget that it also opened up in 12 entirely new countries um, last year. And so these countries could be big for the VISA as and when it chooses to hit the accelerator. So a slightly quiet period um, to December is really not something that bothers us. And the other thing that people will be focusing on is the like-for-like -like sales trajectory, which was negative um, at the AGM. Um, we're not used to seeing negative like-for-likes from Levisa, but it is coming off a very, very high um, PCP. Uh, and we do expect there to be some positive traction in like-for-likes over the course of the first half. So um, having reported minus 6.2 at the AGM, we've got minus 4 um, for the half as a whole. Um, we are in a, a pretty challenging and volatile consumer environment, I think that's clear, uh, but we do see some real opportunities um, in the February reporting season. I flagged JB Hi-Fi um, as a potential positive surprise candidate, uh, believing that the current discount-focused nature of the market is going to play well to its business model. Also mentioned the turnaround at the reject shop um, as the reason to be positive into the results. Um, I called out Adairs as being at risk of cancelling its dividend and, and BRG Group at risk of disappointing the market on inventory.